Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of Culture Convos. This week I'll be talking to Juniper Ridge. We'll be talking about his music, his art, and what he's been up to, you know, all of 2020 in the first quarter of 2021. Uh, We've known him for about five years. He's performed at plenty of Iron Root events. Uh, We've performed at a couple of his shows that he's hosted um, and just either curated himself or that he was the host of. So, yeah, let's get into it and uh, be sure to drop a like and leave us a comment. All right, so we rolling, man. We're gonna get this started. If you can, sounds man, good for the folks that uh, that don't know, man. Just tell us about your journey to music. Like, what you know? When did you get introduced to music? And then when did you start playing music, or you know, getting interested in playing music? So I, uh, my mom was a music teacher growing up for like public schools, and so like there was always kind of like music around the house through that. And then I did um, in like fifth grade started doing like the school band and so i was playing trombone in fifth grade through like all the way up through high school and everything and then just did like all of the school based stuff essentially and then like junior year of high school is when i started learning guitar because i wanted to like be able to write music was really like the thing that drew me to guitar and it's really difficult to write music through trombone or tuba where you're playing like one note at a, at a time <laughs> got you, you can't yeah. get like full chords going and stuff so i started playing guitar like junior year of high school and then liked that a lot more because of the places i could take it and the things i could do with it okay. and then i've just been playing guitar since then and then did uh doing the audio program at mcc which is where we met was like a big part of me like making music okay because it made it possible for me to just like figure it out and do it on my own Mm. and so like you could take the time to just like okay i want this thing to sound this way and then you can just like make it and having that like ability to like record and learn the whole system on your own really opened up like songwriting for me and a lot of like songwriting i do i feel like happens while i'm producing Okay, got you. So when you first started like playing on guitar, was it mostly like like acoustic or electric? It was all acoustic. My dad had like an acoustic guitar that was uh, sitting in the corner for years. Yeah. And I had a friend teach me like the simplest chord. There was like I had, I had a, a homie that just like also didn't know how to play guitar very well, but had yeah. been playing it for like a little bit longer than I had. And they were right. like, yo, you got to check out, play the C like this and stuff. <laughs> right. And then, so it was all just like, learning acoustic covers and writing like really bad singer songwriter songs for a while. And then uh, eventually I got an electric guitar and started to get more into like different styles. Okay. But a lot of like the early guitar stuff was really like trying to learn Jason Mraz songs and stuff like that and playing like really, really acoustic singer songwriter things Yeah, was kind of where like all of that started. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, uh, do you remember the first song that you learned to play, like the one that you would go around showing people like? I remember, let's see, there's a couple. I remember the first song I played that I was like, yo, I thought this was so hard. And like I learned it was uh, Good Riddance by Green Day. Okay. <laughs> uh, or like, I, I, it's like Time of Your Life, which just has like a little picking pattern thing. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, oh, how does he get his fingers to move that fast? Which is right. not even that fast of a song at the time. Yeah. Uh, so I remember being pr- like super stoked when I learned that one. 
And then um, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan, uh. by Joan Jett. <laughs> Yeah. It was like one of the really early songs because that's just like power chords on the lower strings yeah. and you can just like dah, dah, dah. Right. <laughs> Hell yeah, no, So I feel like fun. those are like two of the earliest ones that were just like trying to learn like three chord songs and stuff like that Exactly, okay, okay And then yeah, you were talking about MCC, of course, that's where we uh, we met and linked up um, Talk about talk a little bit about that. Like, what drove you to uh, wanting to pursue more of like the audio space? Was it because like you were interested in like looking to create? So you were like trying to figure out how that world of recording like worked out. I really felt like it kind of was because I wanted to do music, but I didn't really feel like you know I didn't want to do music for like trombone and that kind of stuff, and I hadn't really been playing guitar long enough where I felt like I was good enough to like, I couldn't have gone to like ASU and studied guitar or something. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I was like there yet mm -hmm. to be able to get like accepted to a program. And so I saw that they had that like audio production program and that just seemed like a way that I could like create and participate in music that might not necessarily be like studying, playing an instrument. Mm -hmm. um, and then through that, like kind of luckily, because I don't really think I knew fully what I was like getting into. I think I just thought it sounded cool. Gotcha. But I think being able to like record my own music and stuff really like just encouraged me so much to like work and improve and like create stuff. Yeah. Because you you could like hear yourself improving and you could like fix it. And you know, if if when I was an early musician, I had to like pay for studio time to make demos and stuff like that right, right i don't know if i would have taken it as far because you would have spent a couple hundred dollars to be like ah oh, this didn't even turn out good right and then i feel like i might have gotten a little more frustrated along the way because you don't have the access to like watch yourself improve and record and stuff and i feel like a lot of my growth as like a musician uh both like just like as a player Mm -hmm. came through like recording and stuff because when you record yourself you really hear, hear it, yeah. like all the flaws and things you know you think you're playing something really well and then you record and you listen back to it and you're like oh crap like yeah no, that's not sure. good and i think i improved a lot through just like recording myself and listening back and then doing that over and over again got you got you so uh before the program had you like been working in a doll or had you been recording yourself at all at, at any stage I had I had like a high school band and so we mm. had recorded a little EP with a guy who worked out of his garage. Okay. And so that was kind of like a thing that got me excited about recording and yeah. I think probably led me to wanting to do that. Yeah. But I wasn't doing any of like the DAW work or the audio work or anything. Oh, I was nice. just there being like, oh, I'm in my high school band. Yeah, We're going to yeah, record right. an EP. Record, it's going to be yeah. awesome. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> um, but I think doing that made me realize that that's like a thing you can do like yeah. oh you can go learn to record stuff and even though i wasn't the guy recording the stuff in that situation it's like oh, i could be and that seemed like i really enjoyed like the process of that and stuff right right okay no that makes sense it definitely appeared to me like you were like i don't know like my first glance was like it seemed like you knew a little bit about it you know and that one that you were either like you were passionate about like gaining that information and knowledge so I think that, like for me at least, I don't remember like the conversation of how we like actually connected, but I can I can tell that's probably why I often went back to you, you know, because like even when we got later on in the program and you know we had to pair up and like do projects and shit, like you're my 
you were always pretty much my go-to guy, you know what I'm saying, in terms of, like, doing <laughs> shit. Primarily, I'm a low-key and, like, a quiet kind of guy, you know what I'm saying, but uh, still, there was something about, like, just, you know, your work ethic and then just, you know, how you carried yourself just around and shit, you know, you just made yourself appear welcoming, you know what I'm saying, so it was always just, you know, dope energy whenever we connected and, you know, we're working on shit. Oh, thank you so much. And, I mean, right back at you, man, like, I felt like always talking to you and I feel like there was a group of, like, however many people in that MCC program mm -hmm. where I feel like we were all kind of like trying to push each other to be yeah. better or like kind of like friendly competition where we're like yeah. working on projects and it's like oh man my stuff doesn't sound as good as Dom's stuff does like I gotta mm -hmm. I gotta like go home I gotta like make it better and stuff right. and like yeah. uh, Javier too I don't know how many classes he had with him but me and him were always Quite like few, yeah. oh I gotta make it like I gotta be as good as that guy and stuff and I think that whole culture through like the people that kind of found each other was mm -hmm. really good for us like i think we all just were really excited about it and just wanted to like be pushing and like working together and stuff yeah yeah and i was honestly just real really thrilled to be like in the program because i had gone through asu's english program and i was studying philosophy and i was just like sitting around a year after i graduated like fuck man i still feel like there's you know education something out there i didn't really pursue and then i had ran into like the cross program and shit you know i took the tour got ready to sign up and shit and then some dude at my job literally he was an ableton guy and he's like bro like you know i'm not trying to tell you not to do it but like you should go pull up on mcc and like you know see see what they're looking at like what they're talking about and i had no idea that they even had like the audio thing so i like swung by bro took a meeting i think keith and some other guy like showed me around and it was a rap after that i like hit up cross and like canceled all my shit because i just felt like i was able to be hands-on and then like you know even mm -hmm. the teachers from like mike on to um scott on to just pretty much everybody you know they had their own way of doing shit but i just felt like i had access like you know not necessarily to like the equipment all the time mm -hmm. but to like information or to the real i didn't feel like i was gonna be like rushed through it you know what i'm saying i could ask For questions sure. and like kind of really be hands-on with like the process so I was in their eyes open because it was like, you know, I kind of blew through my first four years of college in terms of like trying to balance fun, like be serious and all of that shit. So when I got there, I was like, you know, looking to like actually get better, you know, and just being around everybody and seeing how like they approach stuff. And because you know, I had been making music for a long time, at least like just f messing around. So it's just like I was finally able to like put together some of the shit that I was like self-taught about you know what I'm saying and like actually make mm -hmm. it make sense and I had never really had that experience because like in school and shit you always feel like you're just like learning something you know and it's new to you but this was like familiar but like I didn't quite understand like why I would use the EQ or like why I was doing some of the things for I would sure. just be on there just moving stuff left and right and just hoping <laughs> hoping for stuff and I was like damn this makes sense as to why all my shit in the past sounded trash because I was thinking I needed to high pass filter everything or like you know just do this one weird trick to all the other stuff so what was uh now that i'm done rambling what was like one big takeaway that you had though just from like your experience in the in either the program or just like b stepping into that world you know like what was the biggest thing that you took out of it that you use today i think there's like a couple a couple different ones one just about like real quick about like talking about like community college versus crafts and stuff like that I think the thing about community college, I can't speak for like ASU or anything because I never did anything through there. It's really like you get what you give. And what's really interesting about like community college specifically is kind of like there's all sorts of people that care 
varying degrees. And you have people in your classes that are there and they don't care at all. And you have people in your classes that are there and they like care a bunch. And so I think just like you really like get what you give. And like, if you went into that program, just trying to learn, then there was like so much you could learn. And if you went in there and were just like, I don't know, I don't care. I thought music, it seemed like it was cool. Then you're like not going to gain a lot. I think the biggest takeaways were for me, like, really like that you can make high quality stuff in a pretty DIY fashion if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the biggest takeaway for me was just like that energy of like always trying to improve mm-hmm. and always trying to like push yourself to be better and better and better. Cause I remember thinking when I was doing projects like, Oh, this is the best sounding thing I've ever made. And mm-hmm. then now I look back at the stuff I did back there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this sounds awful. And like, mm-hmm. I think right now sounds way better. And then I'm hopefully in a couple of years, I'll look back the same way right now and be like, oh, that sounds awful. It sounds way better now. Mm -hmm. But I think like that idea of like, you can do it on your own Mm -hmm. and you can, you, you still want to work with people and you need that community, but also you don't need someone to be like, okay, now it's time. You can make the thing like a gatekeeper, if you will, you know, kind of keeping you from really just trying or like going for it. Yeah, and I think it just, like, opened my eyes up a lot to, like, how much you can do on your own Mm -hmm. with a smaller amount of supplies. I mean, there's still stuff you got. You got to get an interface and you have to have a laptop. There's, like, some barrier to entry you have to be able to get to. But after that, like, you can just build from there and make really, like, cool, fulfilling music through, like, a lesser setup than you would need 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a takeaway. I don't know if that answers the question, but I mean, honestly, that's like what is, comes yeah. to mind the most. Because it impacted like your uh, perspective. So, for sure. And I think the other takeaway would just be like how, like, it, it made me realize that like the audio side and like the producing side of things is like very much a craft you practice the same way that like an instrument is a craft you practice. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you'll notice if you don't mix for a couple of weeks, you come back and you're like, oh, like, I can't get this to sound kind of how I want it to. It's the same mm-hmm. way if you don't play an instrument for a couple of weeks, you come back and you kind of can feel it in your hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And uh, no, I definitely think those were like huge takeaways, you know, especially the first one, because that like that that impacted me in kind of a similar way, because like I always knew about, you know, doing it yourself, but I just never knew really how to do it the right way. I always just felt like there was a level of, place that I could go that I you know I just wasn't quite getting to because I I didn't have the knowledge or understanding of like how to use certain things um but afterwards it kind of just helped open my eyes a bit more to like understanding and one you got to go through it repetition you know just like put in the reps and mm-hmm. put in the work and like you know continuously work with people so that you you know like as you were saying in comparison to the instrument you know what I'm saying use that muscle and kind of you know just kind of build that up so uh, no, those were some very good points, um, and I definitely share those with you. I was gonna go on to some like uh, lighter topics, I guess, um, in terms of like what. Um, not that that wasn't like, not that that was heavy, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't like super fun necessarily. It's just like yeah. talking about, yeah, yeah. So in terms of music, man, what uh, what music, I guess, have you been listening to uh, lately? Um, 
just you know throw some names out there and anyone that you just find yourself putting on repeat and it could be local it could be you know popular music whatever you've just been jamming to uh you know and then uh i'll be cutting stuff up and putting images on screen so that you know the folks can check it out dropping links so that you know if it's local specifically i definitely be dropping links so people can check out those folks cool um let me pull my phone a little bit i'm gonna search for spotify but a really cool one that just came out uh summer knit is a local artist and okay. he does like indie kind of stuff and he just put out an album two days ago called tame tame okay and it's like phenomenal it's so so good um there's a band called the tune yards they're not a local band but i really like them they just put out a new album the other day that i've been listening to a bunch okay um let's see what else i got i got there's a guy named sam gendel who's like a sax player from i'm not sure where he's from but okay. listen to that uh pablo love train previously known as pelvic trust who like we have a ep together okay just put out a song that's like so much fun i mixed that song and i recorded that song but he did all the writing and him and some other guys played on it and it's like it's a really good just like indie straight ahead like rock song got you um i think those are a bunch that come to my mind off the top oh one more there's this uh Japanese band called Atarashi Gako. It's uh-huh. like a jazz trio, or not? A, I don't know, man. It's like it's like math rock mixed with pop. Okay. It's one of those weird albums you can't explain. Yeah, but that's been like blowing my mind. That's like one of those albums I heard for the first time, and I was like, oh, I've never heard anything like this before. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Okay, I'm gonna be sure to check some of those out, man, and uh, give them a listen. Um, I'm always like looking at like new music or shit to listen to um specifically like not not necessarily for inf- uh for inspiration but it's just always you know good because like i don't know like my i don't i use spotify i should use it more i hear it's a lot better for like kind of get getting you interested in like shit that you you know aren't that's not already in your little list whereas you know mostly i'll be on apple music and it's kind of the playlist that i built for myself so i'm gonna start listening mm-hmm. to a lot like when I ask for people's suggestions, I usually go and listen to it on my Spotify so I can keep that as like rich and random as possible because I love mm-hmm. just getting put onto music through that like platform. Yeah, I think Spotify does a really good job of like the algorithm or whatever of like feeding yeah. you music. Sometimes it'll show me stuff that I'm like really into, and then I look at like the popularity of it, and yeah. it's like not super popular. And right. I'm like, man, how did it know to like find this obscure thing and then be like, oh. You're definitely exactly. gonna like this, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's kind of why I like it, and kind of you know why I subscribe to it. Uh, what about shows, man? Are you watching anything? Uh, you know, that's you know keeping you like either on like a binge streak or just some shit that you find yourself constantly checking in on via, I don't know, regular television, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, whatever you're watching. Um, you know, I haven't been watching a ton of TV lately, but at the top of quarantine. I bought a PlayStation and then that just like replaced TV for me to be honest. Right, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I had never, I had never had one before that. And I'd never been much of like a video game guy. And then I was yeah. like, okay, I got like enough time to kill. I'm going to buy one. Right. So then I've just been like playing all sorts of video games <laughs> pretty much. And, and as opposed, it's kind of filled the gap of like what a lot of watching TV yeah. was for me. Okay. What you been playing? I just played last of us and last of us Two. Last of Us, that okay. One, I really, really enjoyed it. That was probably like my favorite game I've played. And then, I mean, when I first got it, I was playing a bunch of GTA. Oh, that's right. Like, I mean, you that's can't like go the wrong quintessential with that. 
PlayStation game, I think. So that's Pretty probably much. the one I've played the most. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, every time they, especially around the holidays, whenever they're releasing, like, giving away money or you got to log in to get some free cash. Even if I haven't played in, like, six months, dude, I'll log in and get the free cash <laughs> <laughs> and then go back to my business. It's like, <laughs> I get Yeah, I mean, that game is just, like, so much fun and it's just so absurd and, like, over the top and For it's the sure. best. Yeah, I could definitely kill time because you could just do so much random stuff on there. Like, even if you're not doing missions, you could just make something on your own and just go do it for an hour. And then you're like, damn, where'd the time go? Yeah, you'll spend three hours on there. But like, I didn't even do anything. I just, like, drove around, turned the radio on. and like, Right. They got stations. Yeah. You're just, like, robbing people, getting stars, and seeing how long you can go before they catch you. It's just all kind of randomness. Um okay well yeah man we're getting we're getting close to the end here i do want to ask uh just in terms of like stuff that you are working on that you you're able to share you know anything uh because i know well no before i get to that part there was a there was a period of time i don't know if the page is still up but like you have the gare bear art page um on the art level man what are you what are you are you still into art uh what's been going on with like your visuals and stuff like that Oh, yeah, man. I'm still doing visual art. I think I took down that Instagram page and just started posting all of that visual art on, like, my normal Instagram, mm -hmm. mostly because I just got tired of having multiple Instagrams and stuff yeah, like that. Oh, yeah. Trust me, man. <laughs> um, I know, dude. I've <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I don't really feel like I need this one. But I've just been doing stuff for fun. I know for a while I was trying to, like, uh, do more, like, selling of, like, visual art and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And lately, I've mostly just been doing it for personal enjoyment. Mm -hmm. I think, like, um, when you're doing music and you're trying to, like, really, like, oh, push it and make it happen, and, like, audio and push it and make it happen, and then take art and, like, push it and make it happen, you can only, like, professionalize or monetize, like, so many of your hobbies before you just, like, have nothing that you enjoy doing anymore. Mm -hmm. So, like, visual art is really something I just do because I enjoy doing it mm -hmm. and for fun. Yeah. And so I haven't really been doing too much of like trying to push it and really having it be like a thing I do just because I want to do it. Cause that's what it's always been. I did visual art from like, just as like a kid, I was always like drawn and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I think it's always been like a very like pure thing or like safe thing for me. And just like not worrying so much about like, is this the best it could be or whatever and just doing stuff because I enjoy it and stuff like that. So I've been doing visual art and I just, I post on my Instagram whenever I, whenever I do some stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So you can check that out, like at Gare Bear Gare. Mm -hmm. um, and I just do that for fun. I've been doing a lot of like painting and stuff lately and doing more abstract stuff is kind of where I like to have fun. Okay. Yeah, no, that's dope. And that's a big lesson that I also had to learn for myself just in business. You know, it was like when I started I Am Root, uh, we just recently celebrated our 10 years uh, in business. But Congratulations. I, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, but I remember when I first started, just because I was so hungry, like I thought that everything that I you know, that I, every skill that I had was something that I needed to like make available via the business. You know, it's like, if I could take pictures, mm -hmm. like, well then we got a photography service, you know, whereas I had to understand too, like, you know, part of some of these things are just like hobbies and things that I just genuinely enjoy doing, you know? Um, and as I started to like, you know, pick up in bookings for certain tasks that I, you know, viewed as just skill sets, you know, and then it's taken away from all, 
the music production stuff, the audio stuff, the stuff that I'm actually passionate about. If I find myself getting booked to make flyers, you know, I'm like, damn, bro, like I'm not I could do this stuff, but it's not like what I want to do. You know, and that was a big lesson I had to learn over time is to, you know, just, you know, in delegating, you know, just hiring people to do certain tasks. It was just also just not doing those things, even though I, you know, I may like to do them or I love learning new skill sets. I don't have to turn every new skill set I learn into something that I'm trying to market or like profit from you know because it gets really stressful one if the bookings aren't there you know like damn man i'm like you know i find myself just chasing tasks and stuff you know Mm -hmm. it's just like completely overwhelming so that was a that was a big one um just in general so that was good and if you if you have those skills like you can still apply them and use them like for the for Juniper Ridge stuff, we just put some stickers out and I like drew and designed mm. the stickers. Yeah. And so you can still like take that skill and use it for those types of things. But right. it's just not like, you know, every time I sit down to paint, I, I don't want to be like, okay, yeah. what's the thing I want to make that's gonna like do this or that or whatever. Cause then I just, you just kind of ruin it that way. And like, yeah. I think you need some things that you're doing just for fun or even with the music, like, sitting down and sometimes making a song or whatever that you have like no intention of releasing is yeah. really good because it's easy to be really like okay this thing is going to go on this album and this is going to go here and then sometimes you just need to like make a song yeah save it to the hard drive and then move on, move on. <laughs> yeah for sure for sure and i got plenty of those um i do want to ask man where uh where did the name juniper ridge come from was that like your old block your old stomping grounds so kind of, it's a place up in uh, in Sholo, Arizona. Okay. Which uh, my my grandparents have like had a cabin in the woods up there. Like, okay. Growing nice. up. Yeah. And so my family would go there in like summers and stuff. Okay. And it was just always like a really nice place that's in like a super rural town out in the mm-hmm. middle of nowhere. Yeah. And so like we'd go up there for a week or two in summer, and it was just always a place that was like as a kid, like you go up there and there's just like in the trees not worried about anything like hanging out yeah um and so that was i always remember just like turning on to that like street or whatever that has like really good memories okay and then i was just like oh i really like like i just felt like it had a good sound to it and stuff too yeah and i felt like it kind of fit and so it had like a good meaning and then i also just felt like it had like a good sound quality to it as far as like a name for something right right no i like it man because it sounds like it sounds like one person, but it sounds like a group of people, too. You know what I'm saying? And I always like names and things like that that have a bit of, like, mystery behind it. Uh, you know? Just, like, because you're like, yo, you could just come out and it could be you, the the solo. Or be mm-hmm. you and your trio. Or, you know, however you got the band set up. Um, and just, too, just and like... that was... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you good. Go ahead. No, keep going. Nah, man. Oh, that, show, that was... Uh... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um really intentional that like is sounds like it could be a person or a group yeah because um the way that like i do the project it's all like songs i've written and -hmm. they're like my songs if you will yeah but um i work with like a bunch of other musicians and great people that it's like without them the -hmm. songs would be nothing like just because i wrote the song doesn't mean and so i think it's like a really nice blend of like oh this project is like a thing it's like my creative project Mm -hmm. but also it's a bigger thing and i work with all these other amazing musicians that really bring the song i write to life and so it is like a band but it also is sometimes like acoustic songs and stuff like that and i can Mm -hmm. kind of function in both modes 
Okay. Where I can play an acoustic set. Yeah. Or I can show up with like a five piece band and we can like play a big show. Nice. And so I wanted to do that because I wanted to do it in a way where it's just like this is the project mm-hmm. and it's about like the project and all of the people that make it happen and not just like these are the Garrett Bauer songs, you know? Right, 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 right. I know that you, you maybe, I think you were in a group prior to, right? Because you had a project out, like Planes. Oh, yeah, I played, that was my high school band. So I oh, played that, in a that's band was the one? called, uh, yeah, called Bears and Airplanes in high school. And okay. uh, you can look it up if you want. It's fun. It's music made by some yeah, high yeah. school kids. So I can't promise it's like the best music you'll ever hear in your life. Got you, got but you. I, it's nice to look back at it and be like, oh, man. When I was seventeen, when I was eighteen, this is what I like thought you're was cooking that stuff. Okay, was no, like no, the best. <laughs> I, was, I was only asking because I was trying to figure out, like, all right, you know, since you've been like making music, uh, let's say music that you control from front to you know start to start to finish in terms mm-hmm. of production, um, who have been some of the musicians you worked with? Because I don't know if you've been if all the music that you've released has been under Juniper Ridge or if it was like before you got the name, you dropped a couple songs. I just couldn't remember. Uh, no, most of the music I've put out that's like uh, music I've done where it's like all stuff I've written stuff that's all been put out under Juniper Ridge Okay. Uh, the stuff that I put out in my band in high school was uh, like a very like collaborative process like we all wrote those songs together and stuff got you, when, I, when I met Juniper you stuff, how long had you been out of high school? four months oh shit, okay, okay, got you, got you, got you yeah so i had like just graduated high school and then like gone straight to mcc got you okay so i had like i think you met me on like the tail end of me doing that project like we all went to college and we're like right. oh, oh we'll keep it going man and then yeah, the, you know okay. you realize that's not gonna happen yeah, yeah um, got you. i'm just old as fuck so <laughs> my high school was like <laughs> four years before then <laughs> so uh, but yeah no doubt okay but yeah the stuff i've put out that i've written is all juniper ridge and then mm that stuff has also been like, I mean, uh, other musicians I work with, there's like Pablo Bastidas, mm-hmm. Ian Graham, Dylan Zinner, Dean Nelson, Lee Nelson, all these people that have helped me are all like such great musicians. And like, they're like helping, they're helping so much. They're such like an integral part of the project and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of those people also have amazing projects of their own where they get to call all the shots and I'll show up and just play some guitar sometimes and stuff like that. Right, right. And that's that's pretty dope to have that kind of community, you know what I'm saying, that you're a part of where you guys collaborate and express in that way. Because um, I'd imagine, man, it's tough, you know, to find just musicians in general that'll, one, want to share in your process, um, that or two, that'll be open to exchange. You know, um, I'm sure that, you know, you can't just get anybody, to, you know, to play your song and you know some people may want to fee or you know maybe a little difficult they they may want to posit some kind of information to it like oh man you should this this chord should be this instead of that and you know mm-hmm. where sometimes you may just need what you need you know for the project i guess talk a little bit about that experience you know have you know had you got your crew you got your squad you know what i'm saying that you always go to but have you had any either experiences just out there trying to like find somebody to play for you and any difficulties with that or um so I you were talking about like people wanting to put input. I'm actually really love when people show up and they're like, no, you should do this. Mm-hmm. I have a song that's going to be coming out uh, later this year for like when I, put, I have a full album coming out later this year. And that, there's a song on it called Pink Wine. 
mm. and Ian, who puts out music on their Topanga Breakfast, if you want to check it out. Okay. I wanted him to like play some piano on this. Mm -hmm. And I had the song like mostly set up besides like piano. And I was like, oh, I'll play these chords. And he showed up and he was like, nah, man, you should play these chords. And he wrote like a whole new chord progression yeah. underneath the song I had already had. Yeah. And it just sounded like awesome. And he just oh, showed nice. up and yeah. like totally changed it in like the best way. And mm. that's the stuff where it's like, you know, you start with something and then you bring someone else in and they have this okay. idea that you never would have thought of and then they'll like change it. Mm. And that that album that's going to be coming out was kind of like making that was all like the process of kind of finding a lot of the people I work with now. Like okay. a lot of a lot of different people have like played on that project. There's like a couple different bass players and a couple different horn players and every right. song is kind of different. Mm -hmm. And just like meeting a bunch of people and playing with a bunch of people and finding the people you like really vibe with and really work well with. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a dope story, you know, because I know that um, there are instances where, you know, it, it works out really well. You know, um, I know that some of the vocalists that I use, they always like, uh, well, one vocalist in particular, like she'll book the session, but then she'll always bring somebody with her that helps with the harmony. So she'll sing her lead vocals, you know, and then oh, they'll, cool. they'll go by one by one. And then they're just like, you know, back and forth about just to how they either harmonize with it or where to ad lib or where not to. Um, and I feel like, you know, those sessions are always, um, you know, fun in a sense of like you get kind of the most out of it where that person, now that they just spent all that energy trying to get the leads, you know what I'm saying? They don't got to focus too much on the backgrounds, just the execution of it since they have that like assistance there. Because I feel like, you know, when you're working on something, even me with the beats, like I spend so much time making a beat, you know, and then it's time to like write something to it. Immediately I go to the melody that I had in my head as I was making the beat, you know, and it's just like sometimes you just need like that fresh perspective, you know what I'm saying, to come in and throw something in it might be that little missing key that little missing element that you mm -hmm. you kind of overlooked because you just heard that the same beat you know over a thousand times in the last yeah two weeks or whatever the case is so awesome and stuff i think those fresh years are important because sometimes if you're making something you might have a melody or whatever in your head at the beginning of the song and then you make all these changes and all this stuff and that original melody or that original idea doesn't really sound as good, right. but you already kind of have it in your head. And because you were there for the whole process, you still think that like that is the move. Yeah. And then someone else might come in who wasn't there for the whole process and yeah. be like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right because right. they don't know it sounded right 10 days ago when the bass was different and the drums were different and all this right. stuff. And then they might be like, no, just do this. And then hit you with that first like perfect little line or something. Nah, that's very true. That's very true. That's very true for sure. Like I, 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 I was. I don't do so much now today, but there was a time though. I used to always just send my beats out to people. You know, like yo, tell me what you think. I just made it like fresh off the bounce. You know, I just email it to mm -hmm. somebody because, you know, I used to be just cooped up in my dorm room, just like making beats and. You know, I used to do these little online beat battles because, like, that's that's that was important to me. I needed to hear back, like, <laughs> what do you think, like, immediately, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now we have it a little differently, you know, where it's a little easier to release music and you can kind of SoundCloud it or, you know, drop it on the story real quick on Instagram or Twitter or whatever the case is and kind of get vibes back. Um, but, um, yeah. Test no, the, the water a little bit. Right. If you, get, yeah. if you post a little clip and people respond really well, you're like, okay, 
if you post it and it's just kind of like no one says anything you're like okay that's uh, yeah exactly yes yes it speaks volumes as well even silence so for sure um all right man i do want to ask uh, as we wrap up here uh, is there like what kind of advice i guess would you give to somebody just kind of looking to um you know become a, a creative you know singer songwriter musician um let's say they have a little you know for example let's say they do have a little bit of experience you know they know how to play a bit they know how to write a little bit of songs maybe not too much like stage you know performing um experience um and they're just trying to navigate the space dealing with like negative feedback and just kind of trying to find their voice if there's any kind of words of encouragement or advice you would give to somebody like that um i think it's funny to give advice because I always feel like I'm like, oh, I still need advice. Like I'm still trying to figure very stuff true, out. Very true. Um, but there's always, I feel like no matter where you are in life, there's always people trying that to give you yeah. advice and always people you could get. Um, I would say for live performance specifically, open mic a bunch. I mean, like obviously there's no open mics going on right now, but I like the biggest thing I struggled with was like singing. Like my voice mm. was like not good for a long time and it was just like like really rough and open mics are just like if you need a way to perform mm -hmm. anyone can show up and perform and so it's a great way like you just have to do it a bunch and get that stage time mm -hmm. and that's another way to like meet a bunch of people too there's a bunch of really cool people i met open micing mm -hmm. and it's a way to get good immediate feedback on your music because yeah. you show up and you play a song and you can kind of tell when you're playing it if people are kind of not paying attention and they're drinking mm. their beer and they're zoning out or you can tell sometimes you play a song and people kind of perk up and and tune in right and yeah. so i think like open mics are a really powerful tool they're not always like the most fun like right. the grind of open micing can really burn you out because you're just like hanging out at a bar for four hours to play for 10 minutes and then you yeah. go home and stuff like that right. but there's a lot to be gained from it and then from like the other side of songwriting and stuff. Um, I mean, for me personally, I just think like make the music you want to listen to. Mm. I'm always trying to like make a song that I wish existed. Yeah. That is like off. If I was listening to someone, if I was listening to someone else's album and this song came on, mm. I would be super into it. Right. And obviously, you know, you don't always, you don't always hit it a hundred percent, but I think if you create music with that, that goal in mind right you'll just stay a lot more true to like who who you are mm -hmm. and the making the music that you want to be making as opposed to making the music you think somebody wants to hear here yeah because i think if you hit that point where you're like okay i'm gonna make this thing because people like that you get so far removed from yourself that it just becomes like i don't know trying to like catch something you know yeah no that's that's real man and uh i don't know if you noticed but you have a, a dope motivational speaking voice low-key that little that little riff right there <laughs> that little riff right there sound like uh you know you can have your youtube channel popping just giving motherfuckers input you know but uh no that's some real TEDx, stuff check right. out my inspirational tiktok uh you can sign up for my course it's it's a hundred dollars for 10 weeks um you feel me? <laughs> get inspired <laughs> right 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 no exactly but no you you brought some you know good good points to the thing like the open mic grind is difficult but i mean there's chances to network kind of see what's out there how other people are doing things what kind of gear they're bringing you know you just kind of learn a bit 
about the process. I know for the I Am Root brand and how we look at it in terms of helping artists, it's, it's really a space for them to kind of see like where they are, you know, and how to take themselves seriously. You know, some people came as just poets or just, you know, I, I write a little bit in this notebook and I want to read it for y'all, you know, and now they're like, got books or now they have you know a brand that they're trying to build behind themselves based on the art because they spent a little time hitting open mics and seeing what's out there and, and they got five people you know at each show to come up to them and tell them that they're dope and now it's like 10 people at each show after they go up tell them that they're dope you know now they're looking at kind of that thing that they just did to express themselves as something as a vehicle to kind of move their life forward or in a, in a new direction so um it's definitely something you know to be learned there um, you were mentioning a little bit about your voice, your singing voice. Uh, what do you have a, a song of yours that uh, is your favorite? Ooh, um, let's see. I don't know if I have one that's my favorite. I think it depends on on the day. My favorite, specifically singing. Um. Let's say that I got one coming out next month. So let's say that one. That one? Okay. 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 I can yeah. tell you one that for me that I'm always like singing. It's been a couple it's been a couple of months, but I know that every time I hear it, I often just like it's stuck in my head. Is uh the domino one. It's you know, another domino. Oh yeah, thank bro. you, man. For sure. I sing that. I'm glad you like that one because that's actually one when I was recording specifically with my voice where i was like super second guessing that song when i was making it i feel so you. i'm actually glad you. that you love that one because that one's a lot more like stripped back than yeah. some of the other music i make the voice is a lot more exposed so then it made me a lot more nervous about it oh i got um, you i got you i got you well some things but man, so i'm glad, to deny. glad you like it oh yeah for sure it's what was that? No, I said some things are just tough to deny. You know, it's like, you know, I'm sure you feel how you feel about it. But for me, it's like hearing the rawness, you know, of it. Um, the vocal, of course, just like kind of knowing you personally, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, then hearing him. Like, I, this is the guy that did the poem about, you know, I spilled my coffee in the driveway. And, you know, I remember that yeah. poem, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, this is the same guy who's now giving us a different side of him. You know what I'm saying? So I'm appreciative of the process. But like the, the words, you know, the writing and the melody you know, it was something that was just catchy. Like I could just picture myself out on vacation, you know, or uh, if I'm out, out just anywhere, like, you know, even I don't have to picture myself. It was just popping up. I'll be at work, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, I knocked something over another dumb. And, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it was just there, bro. It was just one of those things that stuck with me. And, you know, the fact that you made it, uh, that was even doper because, you know, you the homie. So oh, that was cool. Thank bro. you so much, man. Hell That's yeah. probably like one of the more personal songs I've written too, yeah. as far as lyrics go. It's like in the there's like a couple that are like more personal, a couple that are more like songwriting. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad I'm glad that one that you liked that one because that one was like a song where I was like, okay, I'm gonna try and like talk about some things yeah, <laughs> that yeah, like I sure. actually feel. For sure, for sure. Um, real quick, I know we said I said we were rapping, but as we like we're kind of unpacking a little bit about that song, and uh, I, I thought of that uh, poem with the coffee and stuff like that. Um, how has like you know. A little real quickly, I guess. How, how did you get into doing poetry, um, and then how did doing poetry, uh, if at all, uh, impact like any of like your stage presence, or you know, just like kind of making getting on stage in front of people a little easier, or anything like that? I think you know I haven't really been doing too much poetry lately, and mm -hmm. when I think about the poetry stuff I did, it was kind of like 
just me trying something that mm. I was like interested in and passionate about because I liked writing and stuff. Mm. And the time I was doing a lot more poetry was kind of when I was like working on trying to like improve singing a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I think it kind of came from like a lyrical space where I didn't necessarily have to sing because mm-hmm. I was still like building up confidence Trial, and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think like it's just good to try things. I was like interested in trying it and I get, like I was doing it for maybe a year or so where I was trying to do poetry. Mm-hmm. And I think I learned a lot about like stage presence, especially because when you're doing poetry, it's like you're just on stage, just mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And when you have a guitar, you can really hide behind your guitar. Mm-hmm. Like as far as you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I have this thing to hit that is right. in front of me and blocks me from the audience. Yeah. And so you kind of feel like safe <coughs> safe behind your guitar. Yeah. But when you're doing poetry, you're really like bare for the audience to see. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it was like it was really good with like just being comfortable on stage kind of like a, you just got to like do it enough to be comfortable mm-hmm. because I know there are definitely times like when you go on stage for poetry, I was the worst about like kind of rambling on or trying to make like awkward jokes before I do my poem because you're kind of nervous or whatever. Yeah. And just learning that like, you don't have to do that. Like you can, if you want to, but you don't need to do this little thing to can like hype yourself up to get started to do the poem. You can just right. show up and do it. Right, and right, right. I think um, a lot of like doing poetry, I was trying to find like my voice as a writer a mm. lot. And I think uh, it was like a good way to write different things because mm. sometimes when I write music, it's really easy to like, oh, I have this instrumental. Now let's just find some things that sound good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. when you're writing poems, you really got to be conscious of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then now when I write songs, it's kind of trying to blend the two of mm-hmm. like what sounds good, but then also what are the things you're trying to say and find those like happy mediums. Oh, nice, nice, nice. That's very dope. Well, man, thank you very much, man, for one, all of the support that you've given to the I Am Root brand over the years and two for, man, taking this interview. Um, it was dope to learn a little bit more about your story, you know, and plus we haven't chopped it up since I uh, did the interview with you. Um for uh for sure yeah yeah so you know it's been dope catching up with you man thank you so much do you mind if i promote some stuff really quick oh yeah man run through it yeah for sure let me i'm sorry i'm a look of my calendar uh on friday april 2nd i'm putting a cover of the song all my friends by matt DeCaro up it'll be on youtube and instagram okay and then on april 16th i have a single coming out called colonize the moon and it's going to be off of our the upcoming Juniper Ridge album and the Juniper Ridge album is going to be out in July of this year. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So what's, uh, what's check the... all that stuff out. YouTube is Juniper what Ridge. Was that? Yeah. It's, I think it's just Juniper Ridge. Let me double check. And then Instagram is uh, at Juniper Ridge AZ. And so is Twitter. So you can follow there as well. And I'm pretty sure the YouTube is just Juniper Ridge. Um, yeah, just Juniper Ridge. For sure, for sure. Well, so make check sure, all that. Make sure we got the links in the uh, description of the video, but we'll also have them popping up on the screen so that people can visually see them. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited once once we can for more Iron Ruko events and to, to play at them and just be there and attend and stuff because I really like the stuff you guys do. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, man. We are uh, definitely looking forward to getting back to it. So appreciate it. watching our youtube video be sure to drop a like leave us a comment and subscribe for more content from i am Ruka.